out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Football is back tonight. Welcome back to the NFL and welcome back to another (laughs) episode of the award-winning In Our Minds, Hanging with the Boys. No, that that ain't In Our Minds. Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, running the show is Chris Beam. Getting us on all the live streams is William Boykins. How are we feeling today, fellas? How's it going? We made hey, it. Hey, bro, let me say this right here before we get started, man. <laughs> we are award-winning. We have, baby. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and I tell you what, Chris Beam, tell your boy Scott Purcell to bring all of us lunches if he's going to bring you lunches, okay? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I love y'all. I love uh, y'all. Thank you. Foot, foot What's up, Jess? What's up, tonight, Kurt? Man, the, Make the, sure I look the good. Chiefs, the Texans. Can't wait to watch it. The Cowboys play in the Rams Sunday night. Big shout out to uh, Cowboys Pro Shop. They've got a new line of throwback hats celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Dallas Cowboys, and I have one on today. Go check them out, Dallas Cowboys. Do, do we have one, about Jess? Yourself. Yeah. Do we have yeah. one? Where's ours? By yourself. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to talk about something. You want to be a part of the team, and you love, we're family, and all I got, that stuff. But you, I got this from Derek Eagleton, which, yeah. by the way, that's why our show is is running a little bit late today. Oh, so you ran late. over there and got a thing, so our show is running late because you and Eagleton? No, wow, no, 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 no. I was here on time. Hey. Chris hey, at least we got Derek cups, doesn't right? know how to host a show. Now you're throwing Chris Beam under the bus? Chris wow. Chris never Chris said out that. Of the bus. Chris never said that. Chris <laughs> never said that. You're not throwing my boy Chris you Beam say, under hey, the bus. Hey, hey, Shanna, did you say something about four questions per person and Bucky Brooks took eight minutes to ask him what? Did Chris Beam say that? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say none of that, Chris. Hey, hey, so Kurt, can can we get a nice, nice? (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, I don't know if we can hear you. I saw your lips moving, but I don't. Yeah, I saw your lips move. Oh, you can't hear me. Uh, Go back out and come back in. Jesse can give us some grace. Kurt can give us some nice, and and we'll (laughs) give whatever else we can give. So let's get this. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Football is back, baby. Football is back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wanted to get y'all's opinion on something Demarcus Demarcus Lawrence said. He said he's had to tweak his leadership style some this year because of dealing with the aggression and different types of alphas in the room that want to lead. It's really all about maintaining the calmness in the room. You guys being in a locker room before, what did he mean by that statement? Well, for me – you know, it, when you have an alpha male like him, your Everson Griffin's in his own world. You got Alden Smith. You, you uh, used to being that dominant force. You, you got a lot of guys with a lot of different opinions. But it, but sometimes as an alpha male, you have to kind of take that that easy course. You have to kind of sit back. And the one thing about being a great leader is being able to receive everybody in the room and know where they're at and play to that and know how to touch them for emotionally. Uh, on their highs and lows 
And that is what I think D-Law is saying is like he's sitting back, he's observing, and, it's, and it, it, when he needs to, he'll push your button. He will know how to push that button by being observative. Jesse, give us your take on it, baby. Heck no, <laughs> man. Listen, when you're dealing with alpha males, <laughs> alpha males come in and dictate what's going to happen. This is Demarcus Lawrence's team. Wow, he is, the, he, so? is he is on def- on defense. He is he mm. outside of Sean Lee. He is the most tenured defensive player on this team. Wow. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He has a big contract. His face and body goes up on the billboards. He's the one that the media comes and talk to. He's the one that we're looking to when things don't go right on defense. Last year when he wasn't producing sacks, we were coming for Demarcus Lawrence. This is the thing that I do not like. We see uh-huh. these players come in and out of the locker room time and time again who have been here for a cup of coffee, two cups of tea, and all of a sudden they get a say-so in the matter. It's one thing to be able to take in the information and give uh, uh, you know, people a platform to speak up on things, but as the leader of this team, the leader of that defense, Demarcus Lawrence has to be able to come in and show his dominance and saying, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, I'll take, I, I will take them into consideration, and then I will tell us how we're going to do things. Like, you, all, all this jostling back and forth, like, that's not how it's supposed to go. There, there isn't multiple leaders of the pack. This is not a democracy is what you're saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> yes, everyone can have a voice, but I, as, as the alpha male of this defense and one of the leaders of this team, I have to protect where we're looking at this and saying, hey, protect guys, your house, take huh? my lead from this, not me take my lead from you. Okay, and, and, and that is basically what I said, but. Well, you have, not, and I'm not, not saying these guys. close to what you said. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you said the complete opposite of what I just no, no, said. No, 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 I didn't. Jesse, come on now. Where's Shannon at? <laughs> you see how Shannon is receiving us? He's supposed to be the alpha male of these two pit bulls. And we finna go at it. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say here is when Charles Haley came to our team, as long as he was balling and, and doing what he done, he worked his way. Sometimes a guy can work his way into being that alpha male. And I'm not saying that D lost your back down by no means because he is our guy. But sometimes you have to sit back and observe the room because the room has to flourish through you because of you, okay? So I made it say it as clearly as you can understand it, Jesse. You know, since you moved to a better room with, light, with brighter lights and better Wi Fi, yeah. you seem to hear more, People okay? Thank you. <laughs> who's the. Kurt, who's is that the, nice? I don't know. Oh, can you guys hear me? I don't know. No, we don't have him back, man. Ah, still no Kurt. I think you. Who's, I think you purposely cut Kurt out, Shannon. I believe yeah, you, you did that out. on purpose. Nice, nice. Who's the best leader? <laughs> who's the best leader you guys have ever been around in the locker room? Michael Irvin for me. Michael is Irvin. Because, is that because of the, the just the passion and the emotion, or were there other things that he did that Mike, made him a great Mike, leader? Mike. Mike knew how to uh, jive with everybody. It didn't matter what position, who you were, race. It didn't matter. Mike knew how to jive with everybody. He knew how to push buttons. He knew how to get everybody going. Some guys like me, he could say almost anything to an Okay, whatever. 
But then Leon Lett was a different character. Troy Aikman was our quarterback. He was a different character. Emmitt Smith, you know, you had to kind of cuddle a little bit because Emmitt, Emmitt wasn't that toughest guy, as y'all think, in that locker room. He wasn't that go-go guy, you know, and Mike was that guy. He could talk to Charles Haley. You know, he could, he, could, he could get along with Deion Sanders. So that was our guy, Michael Irvin, man. He could, t- he could reach out and touch everybody for me, the Dallas Cowboys. Bet you, Jess? I, I would say uh, maybe Chad Johnson, Ocho. I was, Ocho, I, was, I was with Ocho in, uh, in uh, Cincinnati in 07. And he was like, he was very similar to, my, uh, to Michael Irvin where, you know, whether it was with the white group, the black group, the linemen, the linebackers, Ocho was able to get in and mix around with all those guys, hear those guys, you know, talk to those guys, being that, being that group. Um, I know people are going to say, well, you played with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady wasn't, when you talk about, like, locker room, type guy like he wasn't right. one of those guys that was in everybody could go in everybody's huddle you respected him because he was your quarterback but he didn't flow with everybody like a Michael Irvin and I, and I saw how Chad did that and how he was able to be around and galvanize every single group because guys listened to him guys respected him and I think the biggest thing like Michael right they may have had some things that happened on the you know on the outskirts of football when they got on the practice field no one practiced harder than Ocho Cinco he wanted every rep. He wanted to go every time. He wanted to go multiple times. Like he loved football. He wanted to be a part of it. And 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 that part you always respect it from the locker room perspective. We talk about leaders and locker room leadership. We talk about it on this show all the time and guys stepping up and you know the chemistry and all that. And when you hear as a fan, if you've never been in a pro locker room, you always hear leadership and you, you always know what to expect out of your leader. You expect them to be the one that's kind of the face of the team or the face of the position group or the face of the offense or the defense. They're the ones that, you know, that, that get the interviews. They're the ones that, that kind of rally the guys. But what do they do behind the scenes? Like, there's a lot of, you know, we always say on this show, a locker room is a microcosm of life, right? So what is, we got you, Kurt. So what is going on behind the scenes? What, what does a leader do? Are there, are there team meetings that are going on? Are they talking about coaches? Are they talking about, you know, the play calling? Are they talking about, hey, here's how we're going to talk to the media when they come in? Like, what are some of the things that go on that fans don't know about that these, that these leaders are taking charge of and doing behind the scenes? Oh, man, I, it's just uh, – go ahead on, Jesse. Go ahead on. I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when, when things are going really well for your team, that leader locker room is saying, hey, listen, guys, I know that we own a three, four-game, five-game win streak, but, hey, let's not let's – get, let's get in the weight room. Let's get our film in. Let's get – you know, get that kind of stuff in. And when things are sometimes going really bad for your team, they're there to remind you as well, hey, listen, we got to stay the course because when things go great – Everything is fine. You know, there's, there's, there's sunny days and it doesn't matter. But when things go bad in professional sports and then you, you have, the, you have the, the media who's always scrutinizing every little single thing, that begins to divide a locker room. And now you got guys looking at other guys like, man, if, if y'all could just make tackles, we'll be fine. Well, if y'all could just make first downs, then we'll be fine. And the leader is able to, to keep that group together and, and, and say, listen, there's outside noise. I get it. We understand it. But we got to focus on us right now. And we got to be able to go out here in the meeting room, in the practice, in the weight room, in the film room, everywhere, and be able to fix it. 
and, and, and just be accountable and, and be able to say, you know, hey, point to me and say, you know, here's where I messed up. Here's where I'm wrong. And I'm going to correct it. And, and, and to look into each one of those other guys and say, here's where you went wrong. And now you got to correct it. And if we all go and correct our own individual mistakes together, collectively, we'll be able to, to, to overcome whatever that the bad part about it, you know, that's happening. When I, when, when I, you know, I used to try to pick people that I thought were great at what they do minds. And I, I, I talked to Coach Johnson on how he looked at certain guys and things like that. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't want just great players. Don't get me wrong. That's how you win games with great players. He said, but if I can get my great players to buy into my method of doing things. So when things do go bad, you see Troy Aikman going to the weight room. You see Michael Urban watching extra film. You see Eric Williams uh, doing what he has to do, pushing away from the table. You see guys in key positions. Uh, he wanted a leader at every position. He liked it the way Eric Williams with his toughness for as our offensive line. He liked the way Charles always was trying to drive guys to get sacks. He liked the way Michael Irvin was always very competitive going against the defensive backs. He liked things like that. So when you look up and times are bad, you see your key stars, your alpha males that Jesse talk about leading by not only by what they babbling about, but by what they're doing on the field and off the field. I'll give you an example of, of kind of leadership in, in Demarcus Lawrence and it's a small thing but it just kind of kind of sheds a little light on the, the question that I was asking I think it was two years ago um, when we were we're, we're heading to the playoffs and we were in the locker room after the game and everybody was everybody was you know pumped up fired up and we had this idea for a social media video it may have been three three or four years ago but I think it was I think it was, it was two or three years ago and um, I walked I was walking around the locker room and I was asking all the guys hey, are you on board with doing this? And everybody was like, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Demarcus Lawrence got wind of kind of what we were doing. And he, he walked up to me. He said, hey, Shannon, come here for a minute. And I walked over and he said, hey, man, he goes, I don't think we're going to do that video. And I was like, okay. I was like, what's up? He goes, man, we ain't, we ain't done nothing yet. We ain't won anything. He's like, I don't want these guys thinking that, you know, we need to go do something. We need to do something on the field, and then we'll do all the videos that you want. He was like, but I think we're going to pass on this one. And, and that, to me, was like, okay, all right, let's, yeah, you know, let's go do something, and then we'll, and we'll do all this. So I, I think that's an example of some of the little things that, you know, that a leader can do behind the scenes that the other guys didn't even know that he did, but it was his way of kind of keeping the guys in check and, and not, you know, not letting them go put themselves out there to kind of, Hey, let's go do something on the field first. Kurt, we got you back. I'm not sure. Can you hear me? Yeah, nice. we can hear you. You know what? Hey, Kurt, you're back. You're back just in time for us to go to break. Maybe you can say something well, in a second. <laughs> second. I, haven't, I haven't been following what you guys are saying anyway, so I can't. Sorry. <laughs> nice. You never do. Why is this show any different? What's that? Never mind. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers 
tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigean Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigean Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigean Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigean Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Invite Rowdy to your next event from watch parties to birthday parties, corporate events to special deliveries and more. Rowdy brings games, entertainment, and photo opportunities to all occasions. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy to book your Rowdy appearance today. Welcome back to the show, Kurt Daniels. How was your uh, nice vacation to be here. from the show? Well, it was a little hectic. Wasn't sure what happened there. Yeah. Okay. We got you back. Got a little, got a little nice and a little grace on the on the show today. And by the way, back to this hat. Derek Eagleton gave me this hat. I didn't ask for this hat. This hat was a gift. So if you have a problem, go talk to y'all's boss and tell Derek that you need a hat. Okay. Y'all right. boss. He your boss too. All I know is we got styrofoam cups, and you got a hat. Hey, and I got, and they are very nice styrofoam cups too. Thank you, Wingstop, for those very nice. Hey, ask ask Nate how those cups taste, because he was chewing yeah, they, on them yesterday. They're, they're real filling, man. <laughs> they're expand if you eat any, if you drink water behind them. They're expanding your gut, okay. <laughs> Oh, well, Sunday we get to see Mike Nolan in his Cowboys debut. Are we going to see more 3 4 schemes? Are we going to see uh, what's going to be different? So, Sunday we get uh, with Coach Nolan. So, I think this week, this, this, this week, we get a chance to see Mike Nolan's defense coming up this week. And the one thing that we've all been talking about looking at linebackers, right? Safeties. I think, particularly, that this offense for the Rams, they're going to try to use their tight ends to get something going early in the game. That Higsby, they're going to try to get him up the seams. They're going to try to get him matched up on some linebackers, get him matched up on some safeties. He's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's going to be the one that... For us, defensively, it's just two things. It's going to be, one, the tight end 
trying to see if they can find something with the tight end. But also going back to when when the when the when the Rams whooped up on us in the playoffs, have we fixed those problems in the middle? Like teams haven't forgotten. They, they're going to want to see if we fix those problems in the middle. I know it's a new coaching staff. I know it's a new whole new deal. But they're still going to try to come out, establish the run early in in the, in the game. But watch for a lot of tight end play with Higsby uh, uh, up the seams, option routes, really trying to see if we're secure in our linebacking and safety positions. You know, and I agree agree, uh, uh, totally because Jerry Goff has not proven in in, in his young career yet that that he can control the game through his arm and uh, and above the shoulder. So they're going to try to get the young Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown going and running and taking advantage of those tight ends on quick passes because what we what we got on our defensive line. So play action pass is still going to be a big part of what mm-hmm. coach Kevin o, Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, uh, I think he's going to talk to the head coach and be like, "Hey, how do we get these Cowboys play action pass? Uh get so the ball out of the quarterback hands early and we'll see uh, that Tyler Higby man, he's not been talked about a lot, but I'm with you, Jesse. He can damage us if we don't if our if our safeties and and backers don't cover well. We talked in a previous show about how Jalen Smith could make or break this defense in some ways. So are we going to see that there? Is this is this his responsibility now? If we're talking about uh, tight know, ends and stuff. Well, he's shown to be a little bit better in coverage uh, doing practices. Uh, but, you know, this is where uh, Van Der Esch comes into play. I mean, he's going to be that, that other nickel linebacker. So uh, he comes into play. Uh, the safeties come into play. It's going to be multiple things. If this guy proved that he can kill the, the – uh, if he proves that he can kill the linebackers, they're going to have to put a safety on him. And so we'll see how that go. But this thing is still going to be built, I think, Jesse, off play-action pass. If they right. if they can run early and control tempo, because that's what I believe in this game, whoever offense control tempo going to control this game. Yeah, they uh, sounds like the Rams are kind of going by running back by committee here with three different guys that could see some time. Is that a bigger problem now because you've got maybe fresher legs for them, you've got different styles? Or is it not easy? No? No, I just think out of Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers, uh, the young Cam Akers that they draft, I think they're going to try to uh, insert these guys and make sure they get going. I mean, running back by committee is a great thing. But still, if you have maybe one or two guys that can just get, get to going and get into a rhythm, get into the flow of pass protection, I think you still better send a better chance. I mean, a guy can be a spot guy here and there, but – much like the Cowboys tried to do with Zeke and Tony Pollard, uh, I think that that is what you do and have more success. Uh, just give me your thoughts on that, my friend. Yeah, when you don't have a dominant back like Zeke or a dominant back like um, uh, uh, you name the kid of Carolina, back, you know McCaffrey, though, who will get the yeah. bulk of your carries. When you hear the term running back by committee, it's basically saying I'm going to try to find who has the best rhythm of this game. And once I find what running back has the best rhythm of this game, that's who I'm gonna gonna ride for the most uh, uh, for, for the most part. So it's not you know there's no specific number count or snap count or rep count. It's saying okay, who's seeing the game the best? Which one of these backs bring a different aspect to the game? Yes, I'm gonna use them both, but I'm gonna try to find the one that's really got our offense going, really you know getting some chunk yards, 
picking up some pass protection. So running back by committee, you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a lot of switching those guys out, but just more so trying to find who has the better flow of the game early on so that we can ride that. Because if it's, if it's like Nate was talking about, if we got the play action pass going on, then I'm, I'm going to keep giving it to that back or, or running those type of plays and get those linebackers to cheat up and get those safeties to cheat up a little bit so that we can go over the top. Um, but the, 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 the problem that it poses for the, for, for the Cowboys defense is just styles. It's, you know, if you have a thunder and a lightning, if you have one guy yeah. who's a bruiser and one guy who's a quick guy, Who can I match up with who? That, 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 the science of football is chess. How can I pick the right matchup every single down? How can I get my fast running back on their slow linebacker? How can I get my fast receiver matched up with their not-so-fast cornerback? So it's always just trying to figure out the little nuances because when you, when you look at the breakdown of a football game, it usually comes back down to maybe three or four plays where – where guys are, you know, in, in a game where the, the plays that are made and guys not making a play. See, Jared Goff, and that's why I'm saying that this year here, as well as that, this is the year where you walk to the offensive line, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jess, you walk to the offensive line and the coach is giving you maybe one or two plays, maybe three, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and giving you an option. But if you see that, Oh, none of these plays work. Here is the best play for this situation and down the distance. These quarterbacks, the Jared Goff class, the Dak class, should be at that point because all of them have been in the same system for more than three years. They should be at a point now where they say, hey, that's not the play. This is the play. And try to get that mismatch that, Je- that Jesse is talking about. That's where it separates Aaron Rodgers, the kid in KC. That's what accepts uh, the, 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 uh, the guy that's now with the Bucks who's left uh, New England. That is what made those guys so separate. Drew Brees, to see a better play and the coach give permission. Hey, run that play. You saw it. That's the play that needs to be done. And, it, and if Jerry Goff is at that level, it don't matter that he has a new – Wide receiver set, uh, a new running back set. Right. It's what he sees. I want to get, that I get into Glad you brought that up. I'm gonna, I want to get into the quarterbacks here in the next segment. Let's stick with the, the Cowboys defense for just a second, Kurt. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest points of frustration for Cowboy fans last year was the defensive backs and the secondary seemed like they were a lot of times in position, the, the best position possible, exactly where they needed to be, and they would still get a completion on them because they weren't turning their head around, they weren't finding the ball. This coaching staff has, has made it known that you know turnovers are a priority for them. Are we going to see that in this first week right out of the gate that it's going to be a different look for the DBs and the way they cover, or is that going to take some time and some catching up to game speed to you know get the head around and, and for us to, from the physical no. eye, to be able to see that? No, because you know why? Since you were a tot, since you were a peewee football player, since you were playing little league, since you were playing high school, since you were playing college, if you played the defensive back position, you were taught, get your head around. You were taught that. It was actually harder to get them to change to the way that they were doing it under the, the old regime. And you look at a, a kid like Diggs. He is a former wide receiver. You saw how the plays that he's been making in practice. He is going after the football. He is an opportunistic Young cornerback. Now, sometimes he may get fooled 
because he's a little bit anxious. He's young, so some double moves, some things like that may get him early on. But this is a guy, and this, and this, this defense, they're going to be looking to be very opportunistic. It is, way, it is so much more natural to want to go and look for the ball and try to make a play on the ball than what they were being taught in the past. So I think allowing them to come back to the place they've been so accustomed to be with looking for the ball and now trying to go and get the ball. And, and, and a lot of times a coach will tell you, and Nate, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this one or not, but a coach will tell you, and I've heard it said a thousand times to me and to other players, go get the football. If you miss it, that one's on, the first one's on me. The first, you know, go get that interception. I, if you miss it, I'll take that one. I, I'll take the blame in the meeting room. If you, if you jump around and, and you miss it, the first one's up. Now, we're not going to take two or three of these, but that one's on me. I want you to be aggressive because that type of stuff, it's easier, it's easier to put the brakes on someone from being aggressive than it is to get them being aggressive. I never want my DBs to be scared of making a play. Because if you're scared of making a play, that means you have another guy that you're going against who is absolutely not afraid to go and make the play, and you'll be one step behind every single time. So I'd rather have a super aggressive DB and I kind of you know pull him back a little bit than someone. It's like 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 I'd rather have a dog that's going hunt, right? We we live in Texas. You and if we got if we got hunters that are listening, they will tell you. When they take their, their Dogo Argentinos or their American pit bulls out to the boar country to hunt boar, those that don't want, those that are afraid to hunt, you get left at the house. In some cases, we don't even breed with you anymore. If you a scary dog and you come from a scary breed, we ain't even breeding with you anymore. So mm. I think this oh. way is I think this way is gonna be ooh, a, a ooh. much more opportunistic, <laughs> a much more aggressive, a much more we go in a hunt group than we've seen before. Wow, Jess, you took that thing all the way to the fields, <laughs> right. bro. I'm sorry. But I, I, I tell you, like, this here, man. This city, this city got, yeah. country. Hey, I, I was going to say, you, you got the Jersey guy taking us out to the fields to go hunt the hogs. What is going yeah. on on this show, I, I, man? You, you, you know, in practice, man, and that's what I saw. You know, I saw a lot of balls when Awuze was in there. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you stop, for finishing stop, that man. sentence. No, 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 stop. Stop, man. I'm laughing. Did you man. see Chris B's face? You should have saw Chris B's face. Well, when they throw a lot of footballs at a woozier, he was still not making that play. And when he got a little bit injured, they brought in the young guy, Diggs, and he was batting balls now, and he was uh, jumping routes. And that is what we're looking for. It's guys that have jump routes. He's got a few interceptions. It changed the whole way they practice. They yep. changed. The DBs finally said, hey, we have a right to this ball, too. Instead of just batting it down, I may, I may pick one off. And you, uh, Let me say this right here. We know that Diggs had opportunity to start. But did any of us think that Anthony Brown would be opening the season up at the other corner? Remember, he was our yeah. slot guy. Him and Jordan Lewis supposed to be battling. So for as of right now, you have to prove that you can play this position and you have to play it with some type of aggressiveness. Now, Anthony Brown, yeah, just think of all the balls he's dropped over the years. But at least he's <laughs> dropping balls and not getting beat by balls. You know what I'm saying? So Whoa, I, all right. I, <laughs> by footballs. Come on, y'all. Uh, stop. Stop, man. Keep, keep your mind. Better. 
Yeah, let's take a yeah. Go ahead. Let's take a break, man. For y'all hurt me up in there, man. That's oh, a great geez. idea. Let's yeah. take our last break of the night before wow. the evening before we. It ain't even evening. It's midday. What am I talking about? Let's get out of here, Chris. Take oh, us a break. Geez. We'll be right Jesse. back. Oh, that you, Christian Jesse. Come on, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases. The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes, a 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. DCRB, let Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue entertain you with some of the best hip-hop talent in the area, whether it's the high-energy co-ed dance team or the dynamic drumline. Either can be booked to provide a unique and unforgettable experience for your virtual or in-person event, visit dallascowboys.com slash dcrb for more information or book today. Kurt, you had another question about the defense. Take it away, sir. Yeah, I did. We, before the break, we were kind of talking about the secondary. And, uh, Jesse, yesterday when we were talking about the Rams defense, you had said that their biggest weakness might be the secondary because you had a new defense or a new coach and the communication could be a problem because they haven't had any preseason games or anything. Are the Cowboys facing the same problem where the communication on the back end could be an issue? Yeah. And that's what all defenses, you know, that that's the biggest key is being able to communicate and that's going to be the challenge and chess match for both of these teams. You both have two new defensive coordinators. You have two new defensive uh, you know, backs coaches. So two, two new uh, sets of verbiage. And so how can we clearly communicate our coverages, our uh, when, when you check, how do we check? So yeah, that, that, that is a mirror problem that both teams can, can have on Sunday is 
And again, that's what's going to be very key with motions and sets. And like Nate said earlier, Dak Prescott coming to the line of scrimmage and saying, you know, check, 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 and then now putting his guys in the perfect position to succeed. So that, that's going to be something that we, we, look, we look to. Which one of these secondaries will have the clearest communication, who is able to adjust the fastest, and which, def which defense on the back end has the least amount of busted coverages? Because that's, that's a real issue for both of them. Real quick before we move on to the quarterbacks, let's go around the horn. Who, who are you most – Kurt, start with you. Then we'll go to Nate and then Jesse. Kurt, who are you most excited or intrigued to watch on the Cowboys' defensive side of the ball – heading into Sunday? Well, it's probably low-hanging fruit, but, you know, digs. I want to see what the rookie does. I think it's pretty exciting how he's really come on strong in camp and, and uh, he's earned a starting spot, it looks like. So yeah, let's see what he can do. I'm glad he's going to get out there, and I'm, I hope he lives up to the billing. It's going to be fun to watch. I want to Nate. see these linebackers, man. I want to see these linebackers. I want to see what Van Der Esch can do with his uh, coming off the injury. I want to see what mm – -hmm. uh, Jalen can do he's free now I mean he's that wheel backer so he's that weak side backer so he's free to run he worried about his position and what he has to do and he's free to run uh, who's going to play that strong side backer for him when they go into them 3-4 sets or the nickel type look so uh, let's just see man I want to see these linebackers do something I, I agree with Nate but to, to not belittle that point I'm going to go with I want to see those dogs come off the edge I want to see I want to see Tank. I want to see Alden. I want to see Everson. I want to see Bradley and I. I want to see all those dogs coming off the edge. I, I want to see do we have a scary enough pass rush that's going to make teams be like, we got to max protect or we got to roll out or we got to do something because they, they got four or five dogs coming at us every single down. So I want to see, I want to see will we be scary enough coming off the ball, getting after the quarterback. That is, going to, that is going to be so pivotal for what we do as a defense. If those guys up front can get off the football and make that quarterback very, very Hunt, baby, hunt! I think what makes this year so exciting on I, really both sides of the ball, but particularly defense, is you got your core guys back, but you have just enough – fresh meat in there that that are unknowns Diggs, everson griffin um you know anthony brown's back in the mix you got layton that had an injury we don't know how he's going to play there are so many alden unknowns smith. yeah alden smith there's so many unknowns and so many potential stars on this team that i think the defense as a whole what schemes are they going to run? How aggressive are they going to be? I think just all around defense is, you know, the offense is going to be super exciting, but I think defense is going to be just as exciting because of all the unknowns and all of the, what you think the potential is on the defensive side of the ball as well. So I, I'm, everything that you guys said, I agree with. And I think it's just going to be, there's going to be so much going on on both sides of the ball that, there are so many going to be so many things to talk about Monday. Whenever we come back to the show, it's going to be great for us. So, but Shannon, let, let me let me caution you because of what Jesse said earlier. It's going to be a lot going on, but on defense, they may have to simplify so that the assignments will not be blown because these type offenses would be touchdowns, not first downs, but touchdowns. So, true. if they don't do a whole lot on the back end the first time out against these Rams, don't be shocked. 
Hmm. Okay. Hey, by the way, Nate, great looking shirt you got on there, man. That's a solid Dallas Cowboys, shirt. boy. I like that. Dallas like that. <laughs> Cowboys. Hey, we got a few minutes. What chest got on his got, chest? Before he's got a. Who is that guy? Is that, uh, Woody. Old school. Woody. Is that Mike? Irvin? Woody, man. Woody. Oh, Woody. that's Woody. Right. Hey, I, I like it. All right. Uh, we got a few minutes left before we got to get out of here. I wanted to, before we leave, tomorrow's a big show. We're going to make our predictions tomorrow. We're going to do our yearly over-under, see what you guys are thinking. Dak Prescott Mate, and Jared Goff. you can't say 16-0 this year. You can't say <laughs> you know he will. 16-0. Don't even bother. He will. Golly. This, this, nice. this might be, nice. this might be the, the, closest, the closest to that coming true since we've done this show, though. So you go ahead and do you, Nate. You do you. Well, at least I ain't going to switch out in 10 games and say Mexico. Thank you. <laughs> Jared Goff and Dak Prescott will forever be linked as long as they're in the league together. This is, you know, I, I think this year we talked about it earlier on the show. You know, Dak this this year will define probably what he is as a quarterback for his career this season. Who has more to prove this year? Jared Goff took his team to a Super Bowl. They kind of fell off the face of the earth last year as an offense. Dak's in a, a huge contract year. All the talk, you know, you've got people that love him, people that hate him. There's people that have questions about his game, people that say he's a, a, a top five or six quarterback. Who has more to prove this season, Jared Goff or, or Dak Prescott? Kurt, you go first. Well, that's interesting because Goff's already been paid. And, uh, right. You know, and been Dak's to a Super Bowl. trying to get paid. Yeah, but he had a tough year last year, he, although the, their offensive line was awful last year. So that's, I'm going to say – Golf, I guess, because I think Dak's the better quarterback, and I think Golf, having been a what was he, he was a top pick, right? So mm-hmm. there might be more pressure on him to kind of prove that he was worth that status, worth this contract. Whereas Dak, you know, I think he's he's got some things to prove, obviously, but I think it's uh, Golf has a little more pressures concerning you know where he's come from and what how he maybe hasn't reached expectations yet. Jesse, uh, I, okay, Jesse. Now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dak because if I told you that your quarterback would in the first three or four years would get your team to a Super Bowl, you take it. I don't care who the quarterback is. <laughs> if you told me my quarterback in the first three years or four years of him being in the league will get my team to a Super Bowl, I'm taking that. So Jared Goff has already had some success that we've been dying to get to. We've been dying to get to. We've been begging for an NFC Championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. Um, and he's already been paid. So there's no pressure on Jared Goff. I've, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's gotten his money. Yeah, you want to continue to have him progress. But Dak, while he's been good in the regular season, we don't play this game for regular season stats. We play this game for the playoffs. And he has yet to get his team deep into the playoffs at any point of his career. And on top of that, he is looking for a contract. It's clear that the Joneses didn't feel that he was good enough for the for the for the money or years or whatever you want to say that he he wanted this year so he has to go out and prove himself whether so you're to, saying, to the joneses or to the league so golf you're saying golf's the more successful quarterback 
because of the, just because of the Super he Bowl? He said most that, pressure. That, 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 that's not the question. That wasn't no, the question. The question was most okay, pressure. The question was, well, I, who, that's my question. Who has I'm the most it. to prove? The question is, who has most more to prove? Dak well, Prescott has more to prove this season. Well, that was my follow-up question then. You got to let Nate talk first. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you know, I agree with what both of you guys said, and I agree with what Jesse said more. Uh, but go ahead on, Kurt, with your follow-up question, because I agree with Jesse, and I'm not going to repeat it. It well, took it's just Jesse three minutes. It's, it's, is he the more successful quarterback then, just because he's been to the Super Bowl, even though Dak statistically has been better? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you we only judge quarterbacks in this league by rings or who got closest to the ring. And the one thing that, that has eluded Dak, Jared Goff had some successful seasons. Dak has had some successful seasons. But the, the biggest picture is, because they've been linked together the entire time, if there's career ended today, you'll be able to say that Jared Goff, one, got paid. Two, he got his team to a Super Bowl. So the, if you're looking at just sheer, sheer numbers, yes, Dak may have the better numbers. But what we want is, we, we, we would, in the first four years, you would swap the numbers if it meant having a lesser numbers and us attending a Super Bowl. You would swap it in a heartbeat. Jerry would swap it in a heartbeat to get his team to the Super Bowl. If you're saying that, hey, your numbers can be less than this, but we got to a Super Bowl, and, and it wasn't like we got to a Super Bowl and you didn't have anything to do with it. Like, Jared Goff had a lot to do with that team going to the Super Bowl. So for me, it's, it's, it's Super numbers-wise, yes. Yeah, yeah. Super but Bowl. We're, we're, looking, we're about Super Bowls, man. Like, Super all Bowl, man. Stuff is just, that, that can be talked about later on down the line, but – Jared Goff has gotten his team to a Super Bowl. I promise you this, Jesse and fellas. If Dak would have been in a Super Bowl, he'd have had a contract without he'd a, a doubt. Million. Oh, yeah. He'd have yeah. had $40 million <laughs> yeah. a year. So that answers that, bro. Super Bowl gets you money with Mr. Jones. Trust me. Hmm. Jesse, I agree I agree with you, but real quick, Jared Goff is, has been the most the more successful. I agree with that opinion. Who would you take going forward for your quarterback of the future? Ooh, I'd take Dak. I'll take Dak going forward. How about you, Kurt? Yeah, Dak for sure. I'm going to remember this conversation when we're talking about Carson Wentz, too. You know what? I just want to see this quarterback class grow. And I asked Jesse this last year. When would Dak be able to walk to the line and put us in the best possible play? Carson Wentz has to do that. Jerry Goff has to do that. All of these guys right now (laughs) that's in that class have to do that for me. And then I'll pick at the end of this season. But I'm hoping it's that. That means we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, fellas, we got to get out of here tomorrow. Big show. We're going to give you our predictions for the season. Cowboys record, our over-unders. We might not even talk about the game. We have so much other stuff to talk about. Jesse, thanks for coming live to us with that beautiful background. I, that almost looks superimposed. Yeah. looks amazing. Right. Nate, thanks for bringing it. it, as always. Kurt, thank you for sitting out the first segment. We appreciate it. Yeah, Chris, thanks for thank keeping you. us on the air. William, thanks Word for, for the live. day is hot. Up. hot. We will be back. The SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco tomorrow, the same time. It's football week, baby. NFL starts back tonight. Hot, baby, hot. Hot, baby, hot. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!